This is Don Talk, and I'm Donovan Adkisson. Well, if it's a day that ends in Y, then it's going to be a day where there is another motion put forth by Donald Trump's attorneys in some damn case that he is embroiled in. In this particular case, it happens to be the Georgia case. So according to the Washington Post, he, uh, his attorneys, once again, last-ditch effort. They are doing their damnedest to block the Atlanta area investigation into whether he and his allies broke the law when they sought to overturn the 2020 election, his election loss here in Georgia. Pretty sure unless you've been living under a rock, you know exactly what it is I'm talking about. The phone conversation between uh, Secretary of State uh, Raffensperger and Donald Trump was recorded, much to Trump's chagrin. Of course, I think he's even said uh, in past comments, and who the hell can keep up, that he thought that was illegal. Well, Donnie boy, state of Georgia happens to be a one-party consent state, so you can blow it up your ass on that one. Now, keep in mind... I do believe he's scared of this one more than he's scared of the document scandal because, and this is just me, but I think this one is actually easier to prove than the document scandal. Now, don't get me wrong. When I look at the document scandal, I I immediately see where he did some illegal activity and he can claim all day long that he had the right up under the Presidential Records Act to do what he did. And no matter how many times he says that, it does not make it right. He is absolutely 100% incorrect. That is not what the Presidential Records Act means. It's not what it was enacted for. But we're not going to get into that because of this. So this order was issued Thursday. Today's Friday as I'm recording this. It was issued Thursday. It was made public today. And Fulton County Superior Court Judge Ural, I guess that's how you pronounce the name, U-R-A-L, Glanville, recused the entire judicial bench in Fulton County from hearing Trump's motion to disqualify Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie T. Willis. Now, she's a Democrat. She's the one going after his ass and her entire office from further probing Trump. The motion also, again, because they keep trying to do this, calls for throwing out evidence and a final report that was gathered by a special grand jury that investigated the case. Now, previously, they petitioned the Supreme Court of Georgia to to basically say, disqualify uh, Fonnie Willis, throw out all evidence that has been gathered, and prevent her from trying him again. And a lot of us on the side of law and order was very happy when the Supreme Court looked at that and went, no. Now, Glanville, who is the chief judge in the Fulton County Superior Court, has reassigned the case to Georgia's 7th Judicial Administrative District. Can we can we get some longer names here, please? Quote, for the appointment of a judge who is not a member of the district to preside over the case. I think this is a very, very smart move. Now, do we run the risk of losing our asses on this case? Of course. But by moving it to someone who has absolutely nothing to do with the district attorney's office or any of any of that judicial branch there, at least now they can't claim impropriety. 
I mean, they could claim it, but they'd be wrong. So his attorneys, Trump's attorneys, have filed an amended motion to disqualify Willis to quash the special grand jury filings. It's a 650-page filing that accused Willis in part of, quote, fundraising for her re-election campaign on the back of this case. Okay. Pot calling kettle? Hello? Every damn time that Trump is indicted or there's new information that comes out about his court cases that paint him in a negative light, which is pretty much all the time and all of them, he raises money. And this is what I don't understand, or I wish I could get the MAGA crowd to understand how he is using them, 100% using them. If every damn one of them backed off and quit giving him money, he couldn't afford his lawyers at all. And if you're giving to his presidential campaign, he's using money from the presidential campaign to fund his lawyers and to fight these lawsuits. So you're not just giving him money to help run for president. You're giving him money to fight his lawsuits. So for for them to come out and accuse Fonnie Willis of fundraising for her re-election campaign on the back of this case, oh, that's just comical. Please, that's just comical. Now, she is seeking a second term as district attorney in 2024, and their their accusation is that she retweeted, quote, requests for followers and campaign donations, which referenced her prosecution of this investigation. Now, if she did that, I don't agree with that. I think that's uh, that was a boneheaded move. But at the same time, the man that she is going after has done much, 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 much worse. I mean, look at the defamation case again uh, uh, against uh, Miss Carroll. He can't keep his mouth shut. He lost that case. He owes her $5 million. And what does he do? The very, the very afternoon or the very next day, he defames her again. He defames her on the CNN uh, town hall, which was a fiasco. The man cannot learn. So if the district attorney, Fonnie Willis, did this, I, I do think it looks bad. The optics are not good, so I don't agree with that. But at the same time, that's no reason to disqualify her for being the district attorney. You, you have to convince me that there is more of a political motivation than this to disqualify her. Yes, she's a Democrat. I would also expect, I, I would love to expect, but I know this wouldn't happen, that if she were a Republican, that she would still pursue law and order and justice against Trump with the same veal and vigor that she's doing as a Democrat. But we all know that that probably wouldn't happen because the Republican Party happens to have their head buried so far in the sand or up Donald Trump's ass, one of the two, that the party of law and order is now the party of the jester and the joke. They go ahead, they go on to cite an influx of donors from outside Georgia to her reelection campaign and claim the fundraising violates professional ethics and should disqualify her from the case. You don't even want to get me started on professional ethics when it comes to Trump. Come on. I mean, really? Now, as I said, the, this particular legal maneuvering comes four days after the Georgia Supreme Court 
unanimously, unanimously rejected Trump's petition to disqualify Fonnie Willis and her office and quash the findings of the special grand jury. His lawyers were also unsuccessfully uh, asked the top court to stay all criminal proceedings in the case. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Now, his Georgia-based legal team is comprised of Drew Feinling, Marissa Goldberg, and Jennifer Little. Last week, they filed a near-identical petition in Fulton County Superior Court seeking to block Willis's investigation, which is the case that will now be heard by the judge outside Fulton County. (sighs) I swear. I absolutely swear. I mean, he is doing everything in his power, hoping that he'll finally get a favorable judge that will look at this entire situation and go, yeah, you you might be right. And I am hoping, I'm not a praying man by any stretch of the imagination, but if the universe is sentient, which I believe it is, and it has a sense of right and wrong, the right thing to do is to put the kibosh on this damn thing with Trump and let her go ahead and indict his ass and move this thing forward. Now, previous to this, and I don't know how this actually changes, but the district attorney, Fonnie Willis, had appeared to narrow the window in a letter to Fulton County officials announcing that much of her staff would work remotely at least four days a week between July 31st and August 18th. So we were thinking that within the first two to three weeks of August, She'd be handing down the indictment. We'll see. Also in their latest motion, coming from Trump, it was dated Wednesday, but it was made public today. They pointed out to Willis's public timeline and pushed for their petition to be heard under court rules that allow, quote, emergency motions. The, The Trump motion said, quote, petitioner cannot sit on his hands while a prosecutor with a disqualifying personal interest uses unconstitutionally obtained evidence to drag him ultimately into a courtroom. I do not know where they are getting off that any of this evidence is unconstitutionally obtained at all. He's doing his damnedest. He's doing whatever he can. He's he's scared, and he should be, because it also came out today, and I'm not going to dive into this, but we finally have a trial date set for the classified documents case. It's not what the prosecution wanted, and it's not what Trump's defense team wanted. It's actually somewhere in the middle, which makes me think, I'm I'm still crossing my fingers here, that Judge Cannon, knowing that she's got the, the eyes of the entire world on her, especially American citizens, but the entire world, knows that she has got to play this down to the wire and do everything absolutely right. If she'd have given in to the prosecution, the MAGA crowd would have went apeshit crazy, saying that she had betrayed Trump because she is an appointee of Trump and his administration. If they'd have gone to the the extreme, which is what Trump's camp wanted, and waited until after the election, then that would have set up this whole nonsense about him potentially being able to possibly pardon himself, which that's legally dubious, getting his vice president to do it, or to put a lackey in 
in charge of the DOJ and basically just kill the entire investigation. So she landed somewhere in the middle. But as it's been said by a lot of pundits and a lot of legal scholars, the thing to keep in mind is even if he were able to do that, let's say Judge Cannon had put it past the the election and by some miracle of black holes that shouldn't even exist, the man winds up being president of the United States once again. He can do all the wrangling that he wants to on that particular case, but he cannot pardon himself or have himself pardoned out of state-level crimes. And that is what this is in Georgia. And I, I firmly believe, it's my opinion, but I firmly believe that is a re- he's more scared of this than he is the top secret and classified documents case. This one right here, I honestly believe, can bury his ass because this is is tantamount tantamount to, and I don't see how you can see it any other way, when a man is on a phone call almost threatening the Secretary of State, in this case, Raffensperger in Georgia, trying to tell Raffensperger, you know the election was, was fraud, there was fraud in the election, You could get in trouble. All we need to do is find X number of votes because we legally did win this. When whether you believe it or not, there have been rumors, there have been personal accounts that he knows he lost the election and that there was no fraud. But he's doing everything he can to continue to fund himself and to stay out of jail. And this right here is just another example of it. I'm hoping that this new judge who has no connection to the judicial uh uh, division up there in Fulton County will do the right thing. Look at this and go, nope, this has to go to trial. I hope so. But I'd love to know what you think. You can call or text me, leave me a voicemail or text me at 229-796-4009. Again, that number is 229-796-4009. If email is more your speed, then you can email me. That address is podcast at dontalkshow.com. Again, a podcast at dontalkshow.com. I am waiting with bated breath to see where this one goes. So, till we get further information, take care of yourselves.